some stuff at us. What do you want to know? What do you want to ask? What? What do you want to talk about today? No, 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 Women, no, 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 Whoever Tom Hanks played in that movie, The Polar Express. <laughs> He's not <laughs> he, The Christmas movie? You We're didn't talking. specify no CG, so don't talk I said, to me. I said dead or alive. Tom right, Hanks fine. is alive. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he is. You're right. All right, fine. For being legit. Margot Robbie. All right. Will Smith. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just have dinner with Margot Robbie? Jay-Z, because I begged for his money. <laughs> That's true. Jay-Z if you, if you were a Keon, the three people you would have dinner with would be Wesley Snipes, Denzel Washington. Wesley Snipes in his Blade costume, <laughs> Megan Good in her step up, uh, Stomp the Yard outfit, and then. And Brett Mac Daddy Davis from Dover. Keon lives with Brett, so they have dinner together all the time. That's my point. It's, it's, he's already there. You don't have to leave his house. It's a wrap. True. True. Can True. I make the introductions? Of course, and then, and then, oh we, yeah, I never did that, did I? And then we no, could get, we could no, continue. You just went straight live. Yeah, Jared, you threw All a right, time bomb at me. Hold up, hold up. All right, go All ahead, right. please. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jared okay? I'm here. Oh Jared, Jared, Jared goes, hold up, and just falls off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the first annual dual podcast. Between the Why Are You Laughing podcast and yes, the Hightower, what what is it? Her Hightower Prerogative yeah. Initiative yeah. Superlative. Hightower Initiative podcast. Okay. Hightower Prerogative don't sound right. Initiative sounds just as bad. Uh, just as bad. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Me and Jared are hosting this thing. If you try to interrupt, we will kick you from the channel and you will no longer be friends with us. <laughs> I'm kidding, but anyway, uh, yes. Back to our conversation of who we want to have dinner with. Oh, yo, we got. You didn't say that we have TJ and Ethan on the show today. Th that's fine. <laughs> we're, we're the hosts. That's true. That's true. So on, on Sam's end, he's got Big Daddy Bang Bang voice with him. Who, bang Bang. Who calls you that? <laughs> yo, you just called this man without saying no homo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you think I'm gonna let that slide? Okay. Nope. Nope. I don't expect it to slide, bro. Wow. Bro, this part, yo, when we're done with this episode, I'm gonna have to ask Ethan some questions. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'll, I'll and, gladly and answer me, them. Big Daddy, I'm gonna have to ask you some questions. All right. No homo. All right. Oh. Uh, then we have the freaky franchise, Tim Brown, on the other end. Freaky franchise. Who's Tim Brown? Good. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tim Brown. <laughs> Who's Tim? Sorry, TJ. Shout out to all my African Americans out in California. What? You West Coast, West Coast we ain't white, be. we ain't black, we're African Americans. African. Wow. Hey, you know oh, what they okay. say? If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I'm just kidding. Oh, jeez. Oh, and we're going to end the podcast. Have a good night, guys. All right, guys. See you later. Uh, <laughs> we tried. It's over. <laughs> Bro. Oh, so, man. Jared, you see my shirt? If I know the, the listeners probably can't see, but I'm wearing a shirt that says Corona on it. Yeah. For Phil, the beer. Bet. And me, and me and EB went into um, uh, Longhorn for, for lunch. And I was like, I just forgot that I'm wearing a shirt that says Corona on it. And there's probably going to be some older people in here. <laughs> yeah, let the, people, let the people know. I guess so. I guess so. If you got it, flaunt it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Big facts, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Honestly. TJ, this isn't a podcast. This is a therapy session. Yeah, well, can I be? This is a therapy session. It's a rant. Can I be the counselor (laughs) if it's a therapy session? Because I'm real good at therapy. Yeah, I'm down with that. I probably as long as it ain't me, because I'll just yell at everybody. Jared, how does this make you feel? (laughs) How does what make me do? Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. What's your favorite restaurant to go to besides your own? Oh, oh my god! Good question. Hey, yo, it's a food is a big time mood thing. I don't Bro, know. Just say Uno, so we can move. No, on. You know, Uno's? Uno's, so we can. Oh, move did you on. say Uno's? Yo, so I'll say it for him. You don't have to say it. No, no, yo, listen to this, yo. The other day, I was literally craving ten dollar endless soup and breadsticks from Olive Garden. Facts. Facts. Like a, a week ago, it just hit me. I was like, I want chicken nucky soup and endless breadsticks. Didn't I mention See, I think, Olive Garden earlier? Yep. Yeah. See, I think that's where I like Olive Garden the most because you can just be homeless and like walk in there. <laughs> you can go in that Walk in, get some breadsticks, and walk out. Facts. You go to McDonald's, you say, yo, can I have a Big Mac? They'll probably just throw one at your face or something. <laughs> but Olive Garden, they know what's up. Top bro. tier, baby. Top tier. And you know what? They're not even Italian. They're just like fake Italian. <laughs> they're fake they Italian, dude. They're right? fake they Italians. Italian. They want no, to be Italian. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. They are fake Italian. Yeah. Right. But you know Holy what? Crap. I still walk in there. You know what? And I, and, but yeah, I probably still walk in there because I'm more of an Irishman, but I still like the food. <laughs> it's mm. what it is. Well, my, my favorite restaurant besides my family's. That is. Is it your is, own? Is, 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 is budget not a matter? No. Budget with, no. Yo, oh, yo, yo, Ruth, uh, Ruth, Ruth Chris is all day. Where the heck is that? Oh, I'll tell you right now. Yo, Ruth. Is it in Lynn? No. No, Ruth, Ruth Chris Steakhouse is in Somerville. Somerville. There's, one in Somerville. there's one in Somerville. There's one in Waltham. I think the one I've been to is the one in Waltham. Uh, okay. And, yo, when, I'm telling, when I'm telling you top of the line food, Oof, man. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. It ain't cheap, though. But it's you know, if it's like a one-time-a-year type thing where you just go out and you wine and dine yourself, ooh, man. Wine and dine myself? Wine and dine yourself. <laughs> what? That's pretty well, legit. Rest, yo, the, first, the first time I went, it was Ben Hurley's parents' anniversary, and they invited me. And I was single guy. I don't have anyone to bring, so I wine and dine myself. <laughs> hey, bro. Got to look out for number one, right? <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, oh, by the way, I wanted to m- mention this on the podcast. I uh, Ethan just uh, discovered oh DoorDash for me, and uh, oh, yeah. well, I, I live out in Marlboro, where you know if somebody gets shot, nobody knows. So it's like <laughs> it's just it's not a thing. So when someone mentions DoorDash, it's a big deal. It's like I was like, 
all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to try this thing out because I, I don't do any of those trick-or-treat operations. It's like, Good we'll see what happens. And he showed it to me, and I'm hooked. And we just got DoorDash in my area now, so I, I'm ready to go. There you go. I bet their I bet their stock has skyrocketed just because of me alone in the last few weeks. <laughs> Jared, did I stun no, you? I, pers- I personally think that DoorDash is better than Uber Eats. Uber Eats, Uber Eats charges you out the yin yang. The yin yang. That's facts. That is facts. And Grubhub be screwing up your order more than friends. Yo, yo. <laughs> Grubhub, you place order at Grubhub, they're like, nah, that's not right. What we'll order for you? Yeah. <laughs> DoorDash is cheaper and it's more customizable, bro. Grubhub will order for you? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> wow. They always give you the wrong things. They're like, yeah, we're going to take the liberty. That's a like, childish yeah. uh, that's, that's, meal. That's not what you want. You don't want that. <laughs> no, you don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> you know, I move from mozzarella sticks. You want buffalo chicken flatbread. Like, no, I want mozzarella sticks. Get out of here. Yep. <laughs> TJ, where's your favorite place to eat? My favorite place to eat. Oh, he can't say Monty. He can't say Monty's either because he works there. No way. It wouldn't be Monty's either. So I mean, yeah, you're right. I know. <laughs> I, I swear to God, though, you throw Domino's or Pizza Hut. We not friends no more. No, Domino's. I know. Domino's and Pizza Hut should be nicknamed the Runs because that's all it is. Yeah, um, you literally have to go to Mexico to get the right Domino's, amount of food. Domino's is guilty pleasure after midnight food because they're the only place that people. All right, Bisu Techies Hibachi. You know the Four Seasons Hotel and that Uno's is up in Revere. Yep, where that Uno, that whole nope. strip is. End of that. Yeah, because that's some hibachi uh, restaurant that I was taken to by a, a couple like year and a half ago. Been there like six times since. Introduced me to hibachi. Best thing that ever happened to me. That's the best restaurant I ever had for sure. I only go to restaurants in Canada, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, hey, he's just saying. Jared, I have to put the humor in the podcast because I know that it's sure. it's, it's it's a shortcoming for most of us. So let's. <laughs> fair, enough. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm kidding. Some of us just can't be funny, Jared. TJ, just uh, just I'm, so I'm you know, just yes. so you know, just for a prerogative, me and Jared have virtually known each other for at least over a decade and a half. So oh. if oh, we, yeah. if we troll each other, you, you know why. Yeah, okay. TJ, TJ I've known TJ for a long time too. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've probably known Jared for over a decade myself. Does honestly. he go back to the Dover days or no? Uh, he wasn't in Dover. No. He's, he's from he's from my neck of the woods. Okay. All right. I've so was... known Jared since I was – we met when I was – we were 14. Yeah, yeah. 12 years, 13 yeah. years. So nice. that's, that's, that's probably, probably right around the same time I met you. Probably. Hey. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, and then Ethan Bliss, everybody feels like they've known for like their entire – Ethan Bliss is that guy you feed at party. He's like, oh, yeah, I met you 10 years ago. Like, what? <laughs> Ethan Bliss is that dude that would wear girls' clothes at a party just to show everybody he's down for whatever. He showed me this new, uh, this new outfit he wants to buy. I said, Ethan, you have 12 tacksuits. You really need another tracksuit to buy? What's wrong with you? I do. Everyone you know, knows you wear a tracksuit. What do you need another one for? You never have enough. I don't get it. Never enough. No, I, I second you, that. You, you literally you cannot have enough. Yeah, I know, but listen, Never when enough. you have two bum knees and a slow metabolism and mentality, you really shouldn't be running anywhere except to the fridge. <laughs> exactly. And what do you what do you need? What do you need when you run to the fridge? A tracksuit. Okay. 
Tri-City. You are fired. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll see you guys. Sam, I was I was thinking about our podcast yesterday. Some of the stuff we were talking about change and all that. Not to not to change points. No, on, please, on I love point. it. Go ahead. But I, like one of the questions I was thinking about talking about today was like, what was the most important thing we've learned in our life? What was our most important life lesson? Hmm. Um. I'd say. On a serious, it's like a threefold. Threefold. What's the most important thing you learned? On a serious, go ahead. What was life before learning that thing? And are we talking on a serious before? note, or are oh, we yeah, we're talking, yeah, we're ta- no, we're talking serious. We're talking mm-hmm. serious. On a, on the serious side, for just a split second, I would have to say, learn when to say no. Mm-hmm. Be very selective. You know, it, it's it's not necessarily saying no to uh, to jumping into things and taking chances, learning when to say no when it's right. Because mm. you learn more about yourself. And you also yeah. learn more about the other person if they back you up. Mm. And that's how friendships develop. And that's, you know, that's an important part of what we talked about mm. uh, in the previous podcast. We, we have to be supportive. But we also have to be real. Mm. Big facts. That's that's my take on the situation. That's that's one main thing that I would say to uh, to that will put your best foot forward. Yeah. So what what would you say before you learned that lesson? How to say no? What was like? like how was your life before learning that lesson? It was uh, horrible. But like I. You know, you, you you get the mentality of, oh, I, what do you want? What do you want? I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. You become a yes man. And you for, and you know what? It's all forgotten the next day. You mm-hmm. know, it's like Paul said, it becomes refuse. And if you become Big refuse, facts. you're garbage. And if you're garbage, then you're not a good friend. Big facts. And so, I mean, I, I definitely learned how to say no, learned how to stay home because before – I was driving here, there, and everywhere. Not that I don't do that now, but it's like if I have a huge thing coming up, if I have to go to work at 3 in the morning, I'm not staying over your house Sunday night. I hate to tell you. It's not going to yeah. happen. Unless it's you. If like if it's a close buddy of mine that needs me or wants to hang out and needs to chat, that's one thing. But if it's something else, like you want to party like it's 1995 and stay up till 2 in the morning and i got to be at work at 3, that ain't going to happen. Right away, that's not gonna happen. So that that that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Nice Did I stun you? <laughs> no, I wanna, I wanna, you can stun it. It's a good take. A little bit, yeah. I didn't. Right, you, I'm sorry, Jared. No, no, no. It was that's it was good. a yeah. it was a good answer, bro. I mean, there's no bad answers when you talk about life lessons. Listen, I'm not just a, I'm not answers. just a, I'm not just a beautiful man. I hate to tell you. I mean, yeah, if you're key on your, your, your bad answers, oh, I find the best lesson when I learned how to stop hoeing. Like, no, <laughs> <you don't know. laughs> I learned how to stop hoeing. I don't think he's even learned that. Wait, is he married yet? Or did he have a girlfriend? Last time I saw him? Girlfriend, yes. Girlfriend. Yeah, he's right. Girlfriend right. I went up to her and I told her uh, all about him, the stuff that she didn't know. No. <laughs> and she was like, uh, this is in question now. Thank you so much, you stupid mm-hmm. kid from Marlboro. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good question, Jared. It, it's it's good to think about stuff like that. Because, yeah, we were talking about change. And always there's, there's, like, big life lessons that we learned that definitely change. 
how we go through our lives at that point, how we change, who we hang out with, what we do. Yo, did you see your funny bone, man? Oof. Ethan's hurting me over here. Yo, Ethan. <laughs> look, look, he looks handsome with his haircut, doesn't he? He looks good. Yo, kids, kids are stud muscles. He's crushing it. Oh, man. Stud muscles. So, Jared, oh, what, what is your answer to that question? Not to kind of deter from what you're saying, but uh, what, what do you think? No, what do you I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ask if I didn't. Wouldn't want to back ask back at me. Duh, can't talk today. Welcome um, to my world. I think I think the biggest the biggest life lesson that I learned. Oh man, there's so many life lessons. Mm. So many life lessons. I think it have to mm, to to be flexible, like to not always stick to certain goals and to be flexible with them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause sometimes you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's tough to put, like, cause we all obviously we all have our goals, and everything that we want to, that we aspire to and want to achieve. But as as we get older and we we sometimes realize that we set unreachable goals for ourselves. Yeah. So I think I think realizing that not all goals are attainable because there's just some things you can't get to, and that they don't need to they need to happen at our own at our own pace. Sometimes we can't we can't rush our goals because then we end up. We end up one messing them up, <clears throat> or two, or two when we rush into them, they don't happen. <clears throat> that it it's kind of depresses you. So I'd have to, say, yeah. I definitely have to say that that wanting to be flexible with my goals and being realistic with goals, right, was definitely probably the biggest life lesson. Because you don't want to be disappointed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's times to learn from your experiences and your disappointments, and then there's times where it's just like, I should have known better type stuff. Exactly. For sure. Ethan's had many that, of those. He lived that, He lived in the Netherlands, and he was dealing crack when he was like nine years old. That's what they do. How do you, how do you think the country stayed open for so long? Entrepreneurship. <laughs> Entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's between that and kind of learning your own independence, like to walk your own path. Because you know, mm. during like early growing up, I'm not gonna lie, I was I was a chameleon of sorts. Like mm. I I would act like the people I was hanging out with. I agree. I, I know then, I know exactly what you're talking about. And when I was when I was like 15, 16, I realized myself. I'm like, I'm not being my own person. I'm just I'm just following whatever these other clowns are doing. Yeah. So I think learning, learning to be my own person, no matter what people, however people were gonna view me, right, was definitely a, a bigger life lesson that I learned too. I did that with girls. Like any girl I was with like at, when I was younger, I would change my personality to like meet their needs, like to kind of make them like me more because I thought, gonna, I thought that's what they wanted. But, but it's like, you, you can't. You realize in the long run that the right one's going to like you for you, not for fake you. Yeah. I mean, it like it, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure at some point uh, yeah, exactly. down the line when I'm mature and I have no more friends left, I can have an opening for a new relationship. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Is this you putting yourself out there right now? No, I don't have time for any new friends right now. Except for you, TJ. You're cool. You're in. Grazie. Grazie. Sugar la This is a singles man's podcast. Hey, como se va? Se vol se bon bene, I heard some Italian 
TJ, did you not you, know Italian you, when you, you know, said something you, to me? You just stunned them again. He literally said grazie. That was about it. Which is <laughs> thank you in Italian. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Then you, you went off on a full Italian spiel. TJ, yo, how about yourself? Life lesson learned um, and, and, and impact it had. Not to do podcasts with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's first and foremost. Um, accountability. Because, hmm. I mean, yep. I mean, I've had this talk with Jared about different people before, but just about, I don't care what people do in their lives. I don't care what mistakes you made. I don't care what what's going on with you. The difference between somebody that's accountable for their actions and somebody that tries to put the, shift the blame constantly or tries to make up excuses for why they did what they did or what's going on with their lives those aren't necessarily the kind of people you want in your circle, nor is that the type of person that you want to be. I don't care who you are, where you're from. <laughs> oh, boy. What? Bro, sorry, sorry, save sorry, that sorry. for the karaoke podcast. I like me some Backstreet Boys, too. Save it. Facts, bro. It. 90s all the way, right, Jared? <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Every time I go out to sing karaoke, I end up singing all the R&B hits from the 90s, and I'm like, why? Because yeah. you're a savage. Yeah. But I can't sing, bro. That's not true. That's okay, bro. Just own it. who sings karaoke knows how to sing, really. Trust me, dude. Okay? Everybody who went on American Idol and failed, and people like everybody thinks that God like to sing karaoke. See, I, see there's everybody a guy who wanna... just drinks two Mai Tais and suddenly they think they're Kelly Clark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, ever seen, you ever seen that? Ameri- that sounds like Cameron Landry to me. When that dude sang, went up and sang tequila, and he played the whole song just yep. for the two tequila. That is a Don't great video. Yeah, it is. That's an all-timer for that show. Uh, but yeah, mine's accountability. Mine's just being accountable for your actions. No matter what you do, no matter what somebody else does, if somebody's accountable, I don't see why. You know, you can't be forgiven, nor, I mean, or at least you'll get a better understanding of why people do what they do if they're accountable for their actions. So mm. that's the biggest thing I've learned growing up, personally. What about you, E.B.? Oh, boy. Um... Well, obviously, don't trust black people. Just say it. Don't trust black people. (laughs) What? Don't say that. Say anything. Say anything. I just did. Okay, but you're not saying it with enough conviction. Okay, don't trust black people. Thank you. I'm so glad this isn't being televised. We have to publish this podcast. Yikes. Do we, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> do right. All right, never mind. All right, never mind. You can trust black people. We're not just taking time out of our lives to have a convention. We're just talking to each other. <laughs> Sheesh. You don't have to applaud every day. How's your mother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take you to church. Yeah, pagan. Woo. Sheesh. Jared, how did this happen? Church. 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 J- Jerry, we gotta cut this, bro. Uh, TJ, TJ, we gotta cut this. This is uh... <laughs> yikes. Going off Yo, the rails that's, real that's quick. Best pro for the win, bro. Nice hat. Eight dollars. Yo. And I didn't even pay for it. I was visiting, and a friend of mine was like, "Let me get that for me." I'm like, "Dude, you don't have to do that yet." Nope. No. Put it in the cart. I said, "Okay, fine." Clutch. Yeah. City. I've never met Jared. So there's a buddy of mine down south, you know, not to detract from what we were talking about. There's a friend of mine down south. I've never met the blonde and cracked out version of me 
ever. Well, and I met guy. that human down south. And he's a good guy. He's actually really just a happy human being, a good guy. And uh, mm-hmm. it was funny talking to him because I'm like, am I talking to myself right now? This is <laughs> it's so strange. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, he's, uh, he's a good dude. And he bought me this hat as a present. So shout out to who to you, whoever you are. Shout out to you, Jabinski. You know who I'm talking to. The cheese wheel. The cheese wheel. Can you imagine a wheel of cheese? For, for, for real, Ethan, for real. Like, well, what, uh, what's the biggest life lesson you learned? Because don't trust in black people is just wrong. No, yeah, that's wrong. And it's oh, offensive. It is very offensive. <laughs> but yeah, but definitely, we are, definitely. We are, we are not racist here. Yeah. No, we're not. Uh, sure. Definitely humility. Um, you know, with whatever you, whatever, like. When I first got there, <laughs> there goes my answer. Sorry. <laughs> my, my bad, um, my bad. No, but, you know, when, when I first got baptized, getting, like, different uh, privileges and whatnot definitely got to my head very quickly because everyone was like, oh, you're doing this, you're doing so good, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what, I am. And it kind of <laughs> it kind of ran with me. You know what, I am. I ran with it and. They got too much, but definitely, you know, humble yourself and and yeah. uh, make sh- and you know remember people are, you know, higher than you or whatever. I don't know. You know, humble. Be humble. Except, That's what I'm saying. Like accept changes. Mm-hmm. And plus, mean. I'm young, so I'm still learning. So mm. he's young. Oh yeah, he's young. Yeah. So Jared, let me ask you a question about your podcast. Oh, ask away. What is your goal? Like, do you have something in particular as an idea that you want to do? Or are you just kind of winging it? Or do you have... Yeah, uh, just winging it, bro. Okay. Just winging it. Okay. I got I got no specific topics, no specific goal. I have. I know I ain't going to make money off of it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Never say never, bro. Listen, uh, trust me. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that I was ever going to have... You know, the first thing from my mind, I didn't think I was going to have SJC drums on my podcast. One of the biggest drum companies in the country that makes the drums for Green Day, for 21 Pilots, uh, the Vans Warp Tour they do drums for. I mean, I didn't think I was going to have them. I didn't think I was going to have Dave Weasel, who's a famous Canadian comedian that lives in, in L.A. now. It's like, you, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I mean, stranger things have happened, but uh, yeah. never say. There's that. no real, there's no real focused goal or intent with my it's, podcast. It's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. If, if the if the guys want to get together and talk about stuff, we're gonna talk about stuff. Uh huh. So basically, basically all I can say about it. All right. Cool. Like, like I know I know TJ was there for the first podcast. Him and Keon, we talked movies. It was a clown fest, but we talked movies. <laughs> what kind of movies did you talk about? Oh, we talked about everything. Oh, I don't. Even, I don't even have the notes anymore. I'd have to listen to the podcast over again to see what we talked. about. we talked about. We talked about our favorite movies, our guilty pleasure movies, top superhero movies. That was. That was just the list. The list went on about the topic mm. of the subtopics of movies that we went into. And then the past the past two nights, I've been involved in a Zoom meeting about basketball and football. And I just took it up. I took it up on the liberty myself to just record those. Took up football and, and basketball. I just Hell found. Yeah. I just found a picture. 
<laughs> when I was younger and we went to Six Flags. Are you looking Me at you? No, 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 not you and I, but look at my video really quick. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's me in the back. That's Keegan and Preston, my buddy that lives up here. <laughs> Preston's like 300 something pounds in that picture. <laughs> Just oh, like, bro. What's Jeez. your favorite roller coaster ride? That is a good question. That is a very good yo, question. Yo, you ready for this rock and roller coaster? I was yeah. literally thinking that same thing. Where is that one from? That's Universal, Universal Studios. Studios. Oh, I never went. Yo, the rock and roller coaster or the oh. Hulk ride, or the Hulk ride at um, Islands of Adventure. That's true. Both of those. Mm. So you, the rock and roller coaster is a trip every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I never really cared for roller. Like I liked going on them, but I would always close my eyes because I'm yeah. I'm deathly afraid of heights. And it was only within like the past couple of years that I started to open up my eyes and and check out what was going on because it was just so scary. I'm not good. Yeah. I'm not and good. I will with tell heights. you right now, the most terrifying roller coaster is the It's a Small World ride. Get me the heck away from. Oh me. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mess of traumatizing. Everything. Don't they have like Walt Disney's frozen body in there somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, bro. I don't know if that's true, but there's some, there's some weird stuff going on in the small world ride. Bro, Keegan <laughs> went on. Keegan went on the King the Car in New Jersey. Six oh years. yeah, King the Car. King the Car is legit. Too. I'm like, why would you ever do that to yourself? <laughs> King, I, King the Car is wild. I have a Six Flags story, so hang on one second. But my my. Um, Six Flags story. So I had a real close buddy of mine named Ryan uh, Blair, and he called into this radio station one time, and he won this thing that was called a dream night. And a dream night means you get to go to Six Flags with like a hundred of your friends, and the whole place is shut down other than your group and like one other group. Endless amount of rides, endless amount of food, drinks, whatever you want. How do they make any money doing that? It was the most savage night of my youth. I'm telling you. I went in there. I got to do endless amount of rides. It, it was like oh like it was a dream night. That's what they called it. And like yeah. you, no lines. Imagine no lines, no waiting. You just got yeah, on the ride I'm, every I'm time. Terrified. I'd probably have like full of all the rides after like three hours and be like, all right, I can't do this no more. I yeah, well they had like the, they had the arcade games and stuff too open. So it was like they hired yeah. all these other people to do the games and the rides and the food on one night. And I remember pulling over with all my buddies because my one of my friends, he went in hamburglar. He went like Every single food like vendor that was there, just like hit them all. Imagine hitting all the fast food restaurants in a row. If you hit a ride after that, your stomach's done. Dude, he did the scream after all that. The scream is, if, ladies and gentlemen, if you yeah. don't know, shoots you up in the air like a <laughs> million and a half feet and then drops you. I'm telling you right now, when that drop, when that ride drops, that food is not dropping with you. It's coming right back up. It's yeah. over. It's all over. <laughs> and we pulled over, like, going on his way home. We were on the road for, like, a straight 10 minutes just watching him puke. <laughs> no, me, me, me and TJ have had our fun with Six Flags, almost dying twice before we even got there. Yep. Good times. 
Very good times. Uh, Both times Cam was there. That sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so once, that, once, once it was in the rain, terrible. Yeah. Miserable ride. Fly, we didn't fly. even stay that long that day. No. But yeah. yeah, it was that. There was... I think we were really young when we went another time. I yeah, remember... The first, yeah, the first time we went, I was 18. Yeah, yeah, so somewhere like, around that. Yeah. But yeah, my favorite ride's actually at that park. It's the... Um, and we used to be the Bizarro, but I like the Batman ride the most. That's the only one in the whole park. But no, what's that ride in between the Batman and the... Accelerator? Accelerator. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Accelerator, right? They have that one, and then they have... Um, the Mind Eraser, which the mind, eraser. Eraser. The, mind, the mind Eraser. The Mind Eraser is the best ride there. That can gives you a migraine. How do you think that's the best oh, ride? That, I could sit on that ride for days. How do you sit on it? No, you I must have no brain. I didn't I, have a brain to begin with, TJ. I know. <laughs> Keep, to- uh, keep talking. I oh, gotta yeah. fix the light. Ethan's a little uh, dumb. <laughs> keep oh, talking. I, I try. I, Ethan. I do love I'm six. Sorry, minutes, TJ. It's a fun time. Yeah, it is a fun time. Is that the only theme park you guys have been to in this state? I think there's one besides. Well, I mean, it's I'm sure everybody's probably been to Canopy Lake before, right? That don't count. That don't theme park. That's. I'm not saying it count. I'm just saying. I mean, it is a theme park to be fair, but I mean, it's a sad one. <laughs> I've actually never been there. That's why I'm asking. I don't know what. Oh, you've, there. you've never been to Kennedy Lake? Nope. I never take, went. If you take if you take Six Flags and take and take like the quarter corner where like the Joker ride and Catwoman's Whip are. Yeah. And then decrease those si- those ride sizes in half, and then add in a bunch more kids rides. You get Kennedy Lake Park. Yo, they don't even have they don't even have the House of Mirrors anymore. That just like I don't. Wait, know. are you serious? I used to have a house of years. That's like the best part of every park. Yo, me and Chris used to run through it and murder ourselves, and it's not even there anymore. And I was like, I went there. I went there last year. I think I brought Cassie up there, and I was just like, nope. I would be that guy that would purposely run through every single mirror, hundred percent. Oh, we just used to try and run through it as fast as we could, and would just annihilate ourselves trying to memorize it. I went to uh, Bush Gardens down in Florida. Yo, Bush Garden. Yo, there's. Tell me, there's never a line at Bush Gardens. Ever. I know. Really? I know. The, the, the past three times I've been to Bush Gardens in Florida, there has not been lines at any ride. It's been an empty amusement park. Really? Fine with yeah. me. Fine with me. And you know what? Uh, they they have a decent deals online. Like I, I went and got like the hundred dollar pass or whatever it was, and I got the free food thing or whatever. You could go in unlimited amount of time, same like the dream night, same thing. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. They got good deals. I hear they got some of the best coasters in the world too. The best what? Know, the Bush, the Bush Gardens the coasters place. in the world. I still I hear. I hear. I still didn't hear you, TJ. I'm sorry. Oh, I hear they got some of the best coasters in the world. Oh yeah, dude, Sorry, their dude. their coasters are fantastic. Dude, Cheetah Chase. Mm-hmm. Cheetah Chase. That's yeah, a good one. Cheetah. Um, uh, well, what's that? It's um, been a minute. I'll have to remember. Uh, what's the one that they hang you over right above the drop? Oh, the you? um. Um. One of them's Egyptian. What There's the heck that is one. it? There's Falcon Fury. Oh, uh, uh, the Pharaoh's Tomb. Mr. King Cross, Tut. Like the King Tut. The King Tut. Yo, that's that ride. Ride's Tut, savage, right. bro. I'm telling you. Do you ever get like scared 
when you're out there. I I I freak out. I'm not a heights guy, like I said. I think, I think it's more like anticipation, adrenaline, more than scared. I just like, like, I just like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. The first time I ever went there, we stopped and saw like a bunch of animals and everyone was like, just walking by all these hippos and lions and everything. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, what? You don't see these things? (laughs) They see them all the time. I'm never down there. So it was just cool. Yeah. It was cool. Oh, York's, yo, Jared, York's Wild Kingdom. What'd you say? York's Wild, Wild Kingdom. Kingdom. Was that one of the rides there? No, no. that's that's in Maine. Oh no! No, I you never went there. It. No. Ah. We gotta go sometime. It it wasn't Yo, too far. You want, to, you want to an underappreciated amusement park? Hershey Park in, in oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, that is a fact yeah. and a half. Yo, that that amusement park. So I've good. Heard, my mom lives right near there, so I'm gonna have to hit it up. Oh man. For sure. I haven't, been, I haven't been there since I was like 15, but that that's just so much to do in all the candy. It's so good. Oh, so good. The candy. <laughs> I can't eat candy. I'm probably a diabetic. <laughs> so thanks, Jared, for making me feel like trash. Yo, sorry, man. Thanks for ruining my dreams. <laughs> Dude, Ethan does like the most spot on impression of me. It's scary. It's a little weird. Like, uh, <laughs> like there, I mean, there's some people that do a good it impression. Scares, it scares me too. Ethan's good at it. <laughs> He's good at it. I'm telling you. Do you ever? Ethan. What? Ethan oh, can so, do an oh, impression of pretty much anybody. For anyone that happens to listen to my podcast, Sam is in a band called Signals Over the Airwaves. Uh, no. Signals over the air. Signals over the air. <laughs> oh, you're right? a band. Right? Yes. Did, I get, did I get it right? Yes, yeah, so you got it right. You got it right. You're right. Fine. Signals fine. over the air. Soda. So one of the things I wanted to ask you was, what were some of the challenges? Two things, actually. What were some of the challenges you faced when you guys first started out? Holy crap. What a question. Um, I mean, you're, you're going back almost 10 years. Um. One of the challenges I'd say was, you know, we we all lived a good distance apart, you know, but Orange was where we met up and started playing in, in Corey's basement, you know, and I, I was I was 16, 17 when we started the band. And um and things are uh Things are very different now, obviously, but back in the back in those days, it was like starting the band was not about making it; it was about having fun and you know getting pizza, just sort of tooling around. But the, mm-hmm. I think the challenge was to just sort hang of hang out with the guys, right? Yeah, I mean, the challenge was to sort of find out what our sound was, and and that didn't happen with until the last four five years of what we really wanted to do. So, but when we started, it was more about having a good time and just creating sort of an environment that we still have today. It's so concrete. You know, I always go back and talk to people about what it means now, as opposed to what it was then. And it's sort of the same line of thinking where, you know, we're all brothers the the guys that were that started the band with me are my best friends today. You know, mm. we still talk 
all the time. And George, who was in Soda, has gone down his own path with his band called Lost in Transit. And we open for each other all the time. All the time. Like almost every show. We, we're They're like our, they're our family. Mm. So just sort so, of keeping that aspect together. So a follow-up question for that. Now that you guys have been together so long and been doing your thing, what are some of the biggest, uh, I'm going to say, not myths, but like cliches or stereotypes about being in a band that people get wrong? Um, I think they get it wrong when they think that they need to make it. If you want to be happy, you can't think about money. You can't think about uh, touring. At first, you can't think about touring. You have to think smaller, I would say. Uh, like, you know, playing venues that were really close to me um, and, you know, and those guys as well, as far, we're, we're well within the greater, like Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut, the New England sort of area, that is what is most important to us, you know, staying local and, you know, sort of supporting the local music scene, which is what George always talks about, who I've just mentioned previously. And um, I think people, people who are in it for the money, in it for the business, you're, you're not taking it seriously. You're taking it to the level of, the band is a side project. I want to get to being here when it comes to fame and when it comes to making money. If you're doing it because it's your passion, you're doing it right. Mm. So, so how how long ago did you guys get your after like your first gig as a band? My first gig uh, as the band had to be 2013. Maybe. Oh wow! Seven seven years ago. Yeah. That's a minute. Yeah, uh, we. So, so walk us walk us through that feeling when you guys like first found out you you were getting the gig. Well, and then the, the, the like how you felt when you were actually like during your performance and after the performance. What what was running through you? Well, what was interesting was is that we, uh, we weren't supposed to play that show, but I. I kind of coaxed the other band, which was the Great Decay, who became Lost in Transit later. Because what what had happened was George had kind of stepped away a little bit from Soda to sort of start this other project, which was great, you know, fantastic. They had asked him to come in and sort of play bass and, and do this and blah, blah, blah. And so I asked the guys that I really didn't know at the time, I said, do you mind if we play a few songs? And we went up there and uh, and we played in Munson. And then it was like, it was kind of a dual show. And then we all went back to the space where George's new band was playing. And it just became an instant friendship. We bonded right then and there. And it was a beautiful moment. And every time since then, we've gotten together and it's been fantastic. We just For care. Sure. We care so much about each other. 
Yeah, sure. it's crazy. It's been a minute since I've actually talked about that. That's funny that you really asked. I couldn't even I couldn't even drink then. Like things were things were different. Things were so much different. I'm just I'm blown away that you know, fast forward nine almost ten years later, we're still so close as a collective unit. Like I talk to those guys all the time, all the time. You know, well, I, I had George, like that for sure. Yeah, I had George and Dusty on the podcast, and and they're in the other band. And um, you know, we we play so many shows together. It's like it's like we're never really apart. It's almost like it's weird yeah. if we're not together. Because mm. anytime one of us has I a can, show, I, we can, take, I can understand that. That's definitely understandable. I get that. We take we take them with us. And vice versa. They take us with them. When they do a show, we go. When we do a show, they come. You know, it's mm. just, it's fantastic. So we talked about this on, on your podcast the other day. Yes. But uh, so tell, tell us about any upcoming projects you have and where you think they're going to go. Oh, okay. Um, Projects. Yeah, I, I had this idea a while ago for myself to – do a little EP and go out on my own. Um, and I had never done it before, so I wanted to try it out. And so I sort of started writing just for myself when this whole quarantine thing started. Um, and when, and when I finally got the nerve to actually try it out, I've gotten a really good amount of feedback from it, but, um, in the future, I'm not hundred percent sure. The only thing I know is that soda will be coming out with a record very soon, very soon. And, um, yeah, that, that's awesome to hear, man. We're excited. Always support you guys. We're excited about it. You know, we just want to, me personally, I was talking to my dad about this the other night. It's like not playing shows has been awful because I, I love being on stage. And anybody who is in a band will understand or comedy or like poetry or whatever. There's something about being on stage that is a completely other realm from when you're doing a solo act. It's just a different mm -hmm. vibe. So, but that, that's, that's what's coming up. And, uh, for those, for those of the people listening that don't know about you guys, where can we find you guys? You guys on Spotify and Apple Music, correct? Yep. We're actually – we're on everything. We're on Spotify, Apple, so Google so, Play. Signals over the airway. Over the air. Signals over the air. Wow, why can't I get that right? That's my fault. It's all right. Signals, signals over the air. Look them up. Listen to music. It's good stuff. It's okay. Bro, you know what blew uh, my mind? Good. You know what blew my mind just recently? Not to like sure. – no, do tell. No, not to continue on this tangent, but I I heard from a coworker of mine recently that our music was played on the college station locally. Yo, I had no idea. That's pretty sick. I had no idea. I was like, really what? Cool. He's like, yeah, I swear it came on the radio. I was like, yeah, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. That's really cool. Super cool. And Keene State is pretty. Oh God! No, I can't talk to you right now, Jay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's it's insane, insane. Yo, that's that's a huge step though in the right direction. I'd say, I'd say. 
TJ, do you have any musical uh, talent? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> this guy goes, uh, not much. I mean, growing up, I just like playing the piano. We always had that old, I think everyone has those grandparents or aunts and uncles. They always used to go over, had some kind of instrument later on. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. Right. I always mess around with the piano. I used to play a lot of kingdom melodies growing up. And then I started trying to play um, like little stuff that was kind of easy, like the fray and um, stuff like that. So I can play a lot of piano off ear but as far as musical talent as far as reading music reading notes no not really i love music itself but i mean i wish i had talents i mean hearing somebody that's like as passionate as as you when it comes to you know wanting to you know and hear the way that there's something there's a different way that people talk about music or something that they really like have a passion for oh like the words you use where you say like it's a whole different stratosphere being on stage when you say it's a bond instant click that you miss being in that headspace because you feel at peace being intertwined with music and making music and performing for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... Like, I think that's the last thing in my life that I'm still chasing, but just hearing something like that, especially from something like music, that's usually where um, you find a lot of great artists. Yeah. All the people who have the strive to become great, so I respect that. But as far as me having musical talents, uh, ha! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think uh, the furthest my musical talent was like professional fourth grade recorder player. That's oh, about it. oh my God, young people who try yo, to play. Yo, Jared, yo, Jared, hot cross buns. Yo. Hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. The three oh, notes everyone can play on the harmonica. Yep. All of it. Uh, me, me and Sam were talking the other day, and I know Ethan and Tim obviously weren't here for it, but be, like between you two guys, what do you guys look for in like your closest friends? Because you know, obviously, mm. Sam, we talk about like we all have we all have pretty decent sized friend groups, and we all have yeah. our smaller circle of the homies. This so like, right when, it, when, it comes oh, to, when it comes to choosing <laughs> that smaller circle, like what do you look for? Because obviously, every person that they're not all the same friend, um, they're not all the same person. What? Mm-hmm. Really yeah. I really uh I'll let Big Daddy Bliss take this question first. Okay. Um, well, for me, with close friends, I don't look for friend per se. I look for family. And, you know, if if you vibe together well and, you know, things are just natural between you two, then you're close. And you're not, you're not friends. You're family. Like, my close friends, I don't consider close friends. I can just consider them family. And, um... Yeah, just the family vibe. Mm. That's what I look for. That's a good answer. It is. I um, TJ? for me, it's uh, two things: it's um, loyalty and honesty. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. Right don't always come together because you can claim to be loyal and just follow somebody's coattails, telling what they want to hear all the time. True, and. Being honest also doesn't necessarily make you loyal. It makes you, you know, I'd rather take honesty over loyalty if you put a gun to my head, but in order to be somebody I consider a really good friend. Yeah. Those I, are the two qualities to me that you have to have, for sure. Definitely. More than anything else. Like when it comes to that honesty, it's almost like you want from your closest friends, like brutal honesty, like you want these people to keep you in check. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You, know, you, want, you want someone that's going to 
tell you what's good. Like if you're but stepping out of line, they're going to put you back. You, but but uh, like the people in that close friend group are going to have the boldness. Yeah. Even when you do something stupid. Yeah, even when you do something stupid, like <laughs> it's almost like you want your friends to tell you that you're stupid to your face, even though you're real. Yo, that's yo, that's Jared Wilson in a nutshell. Yeah, he'll, you want that he one. Will, he will straight up tell you. He'll he'll straight up tell you to your face is stupid. Yeah, yeah. They're not necessarily condemn, not go behind no. your back and do something awful what you say. No, he's obviously looking out. Like when he says he's looking out for your best interest, but like he right. he had no problem telling you that you were not dumb. He doesn't. Yo, he doesn't soften the blow when he's telling you what's good. Yeah. You gotta hear it sometimes. That's that's, that's, that's a real one. That's a real one right there. Yes. That we, that we look for. Well, personally, myself, myself, not the. I know I asked you guys the question, but just no. reiterating my points, what I look for in friends, that's definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. loyalty. Those are two things for me. Well, you know what, it's Jared. That's that's one thing that I've always appreciated about you. It's like, I think oh, well. yesterday when we talked about clicks and stuff like that, you know, I can't lie to you. When I was younger. You know, back in the day when we were hanging out in Dover, it was like I felt so intimidated by uh, just people who were better athletes, who were funnier than me. You know, just all these certain things like that I shouldn't have felt bad about, but for some reason I did. But you always took the time to speak to me and actually acknowledge that I was a real person. And that, you know, and that's what makes you a great human being and a no, phenomenal you, friend. I always try to, you know, you did the right thing. Yeah. It's just, and that's, and that's why we've been friends for all these years. It's just like, it hasn't, it hasn't changed. That's, it hasn't that's changed. literally, that's Jared in a nutshell. Yeah. He like, he, he includes everybody, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I have no specific click. I, I stick to. Yeah. yeah. Jared's. If, if you're, you, if you're a have, homie, you're a homie. Broad. When you have such a broad, variation of interest you can't just stick to the same group of people yeah right. exactly right yeah. True. like me and tj we're probably gonna be great friends and then yeah. i'm gonna ditch these guys <laughs> 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 yeah you already know bro you know trust me it's a nightmare dude you you don't want to know <laughs> you don't want to know sound like i'll be playing guitar and my hand will cramp up and i'll mess up on a chord and i'm like what's wrong with me am i getting old like I don't, yeah. what's happening yeah. I'm not doing my stretches <laughs> now that's uh that that's a good question Jared. that's a really good question mm-hmm. um what was I going to say? Yeah, I I liken the band to, you know, not to keep drawing on this, but I liken the band to how I can work on my own relationships. You know, whether mm-hmm. it can be a, a friend or, you know, maybe a girl or parents or, or whatever. It's like it teaches me how to deal with the sort of family atmosphere. You know, and, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way as Ethan was just saying. You know, when you have those close friends, they become your family. Like when I was growing up, it was just me and my mom. So we would travel and go everywhere together. We, we would go to different places and for just for me to meet new people, for her to meet new people. And, and that's why 
I've been able to maintain all of these different friendships throughout the years because she went out of her way to make me feel like I belonged. You know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. it, it's like, it was just, it was a really sort of, uh, how do I say this? It was a stand up move to, you know, kind of throw caution to the wind and be like, I'm putting my son first so that he can have these relationships for the rest of his life. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, oh, yeah. it's worked for me for a long time, for a really, really long time. And I'm sure you guys as parents have felt the same way. Have, have you guys, do you right. guys look up to your parents like they're rock stars? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a double edged sword right there. That's a two. That's definitely two sided. I definitely look up to respect my parents, but there's also things that I kind of look at to know what I can do better about myself when my parents made mistakes. Right. If that makes any sense. No, it does. It does for sure. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And you know what's funny is that like I, you, we all who are close. We see the outside looking in as far as other people's parents. Like, I look at Jared's parents, like, they're so nice. Oh, my word. They they, they like me. I'm fortunate. <laughs> it's like, and, then, you know, and, and Jared may not feel that same way at the time, but it's like, we just view other people's families as our families, and we're just grateful that we're all accepted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Like, listen, when you're – anybody who throws in a bag of Tostitos or, like, Cholulas or whatever, for me personally, you're in. Okay? I don't care (laughs) if it's a pizza. If you're throwing pizza in for me personally because you want me to feel more comfortable, I'm in. I'm in. That's on being Eddie Landry right there. The big easy, bro. The big big easy. easy. Thank you for your service, Ed. On and off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) we've been talking about life and all that stuff and like change and everything so yeah. right now at the age you are at so i'm 20 i'm 26 tim you're 26 too right yeah 26 ethan 23 24 20, 22 baby. Oh, 22, you baby i'm baby hey and tim you're 25 <laughs> right 25 my brother yo so right now Right off the top of your head, you have to write an autobiography about yourself. What's the title and the first sentence? Sorry. TJ. If you're reading this, it's too late. What would my biography be? What a, Jared, where do you come up with these questions? Dude, I just, I'm thinking. Of Jared things, is literally like a TV host. I know. It's like, great. He, he's got like great I mean, questions. That's your, TJ too though. TJ be asking thought-provoking questions too. That's why one of the reasons I invited me. He always has a good input and good questions. Well, why don't you go yeah. first? Because I, I have to think about it for a minute. Yeah, are you ready for this? You ready for this? I'm listening. The title of my autobiography would be "Do You." Oh, jeez. With, you know, with a question mark. First, first sentence of the autobiography. Please make sure to keep all hands and feet inside until the ride has come to a complete facts. stop. That is facts. 
<laughs> That's a good Jared. That's I don't know what we're gonna do with you. I really don't know. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Yeah, man, that would be my first sentence because my I mean, life we got is, 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 it was a roller coaster. <laughs> gotcha. All right, no, TJ, you can have that title. What would my autobiography be? Oh, my? oh yeah, okay. Um. I don't know, dude. That that's a crazy question. I feel right. <laughs> there's so many aspects to who I am as a person. It's like I mm-hmm. like. I think I think maybe it would be like it would have an apostrophe. Why are you laughing? But it's still rock and roll. Mm. Oh, I could get down with that. I, I I see that. I can yeah, I can I dig it. Why are you laughing um, but it's still rocking? That's actually pretty sick. <laughs> Once upon a time there was a dumb little toolie from a trailer park. That threw that And it's not bubbles. And it's not bubbles. <laughs> For those who know who I'm talking about, yeah, you a real one. And, and you know what? I think maybe if I started out with that title, it was like it's because you know, no matter where. Oh, see, I, that's that's what I was gonna ask. Is why would you choose said title? Good. I'm glad you're you're answering questions before I even ask them, bro. I, I I've done this before. Uh, um, no, I think uh, I would answer that question is because growing up in that certain neighborhood, <laughs> you learn to accept certain things and you also learned how to be happy with the circumstances uh-huh. that you got you know i mean that that would be the first maybe even the first sentence is like you know life in certain areas can be tough but you learn to adapt in happiness mm-hmm. because you do you do you just accept it it's like you know there may be certain people in your neighborhood that are dummies that try to make you do stupid things that'll see you at school or, or what have you, but you learn to be yourself just in those moments. Yeah. That's, that's what I learned. hundred percent. You know, whether it was walking up my neighborhood and seeing this woman sweeping a driveway when the snow was there, it was like, <laughs> Okay, well, you do whatever you want. I'm, I'm gonna laugh at you, but it's because it's funny. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. just all these stupid things that you learn to accept, and you learn that when you get older too. Whatever mm-hmm. job you have, it's like certain things will bother you, but you learn how to adjust because you have to. What mm-hmm. else are you gonna do? You know what mm. I'm saying? It's what it is. Ethan doesn't have to adjust. He's in charge of an entire country called the Netherlands. Come visit sometime. I don't know if you know. <laughs> That's where he's from. Come visit sometime. TJ, did you know that? That's where he's from, the Netherlands? I used to sell crack there when I was nine. Right. You see, I got that from the first five minutes, but I actually didn't know that you were from the Netherlands. To all the local people from Alaska that Alaska. moved there, they wanted to be in a we warmer have, climate. We have a huge... Like, you know, input output oh with Alaska, God. too. 
That's right. That's right. Huge. Cam Dukowski <laughs> wanted to be there, but unfortunately, his parents grounded him. Uh, again. <laughs> that is highly unfortunate. It is. It is. Yes. But Cameron's, he's hes a lonely guy. What do I know? <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. So here's the title of my uh Title of my autobiography is uh, how to ba- how to blame bad habits when there are only bad decisions. Ooh, and Ooh. yo, that is that is pure fire, my dude. Savage. <laughs> yeah, savage. Bad. We did savage alarm, Sam. <laughs> savage alarm. <laughs> savage. First sentence of my uh, my book's gonna be. You want to know how to be angry at people for not doing what you should have done yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Read, keep reading. Keep reading. <laughs> that's really that's good. I like that. Point <laughs> out of him, man. <laughs> what a classic DJ Jared is. All right, Ethan. I saw want to hear yours. Come on. Um. Wow. I mean, if you're reading this, it's too late. <laughs> Get out of here, Drake. No, that's Canadian. First sentence, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> ah, that should be the title of the book. It is what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Title of the book, it is what it is. Uh, first sentence, it is. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Have a seat. Stay a while. <laughs> That's the most comforting book out of everybody else. I get that. Yeah, because everyone else is self-deprecating. Everyone else is like, like yeah, Jared's is like, keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times. Yeah, this kid's like, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> this is where the this is where the Maracas come. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for I'm, a neighbor. I'm I'm running out of time. I'm not gonna leave just yet because I, I got my meeting shortly. But one one last question before we depart ways. No. <laughs> oh, man. No, it. High tower out. No. High tower out. So so what is your what is your personal motto and why? Um. If it's it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, I swear to God, if someone says YOLO, I am muting you. <laughs> YOLO? Um, Who says that? This what? Brett, Brett, Brett Davis. Brett Davis. Brett Davis. <laughs> no, no, his his um, his model is Mac whenever you can Mac, but sleep when it's right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's rough. Can but I tell? Can I tell you mine? Can I tell you mine? Sure. It's actually my favorite quote, mm-hmm. and it's from Mark Twain. Sometimes yeah. it's better to be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Uh, because yes. sometimes it's better to be quiet and be aloof than to speak when you don't know. Because it's you, funny because you can, my model is going to be the exact opposite of that. You have to you have to accept what you don't know if you want to learn. Right. 
I'm just saying. No, same enough. What were you going to say, TJ? I apologize. Oh, no. My motto was just going to be uh, – Do whatever you want, it, even if it's if wrong. It, yeah. If, we, <laughs> if it's your fault, you broke it. Pretend you know how to fix it. So, I mean, it's pretty much the opposite. But, you know, honestly, my favorite motto is uh, uh, be like water. Bruce Yo, shut, shut up. Man. Oh, dude, you stole yeah. mine. Be like water. Whoa. Be, be, be water, my friend. Yeah, Shots like fired. What well, no, ends? Yo, you water. You put water into a bottle, it becomes a bottle. You put it into a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Moldable. Water, it's moldable. Crash. Wow. You water, my friend. That, that's up there. But that, that's actually that might be my favorite quote to live by. Be water. But for personal motto, yo, man, I, do you? And there's mm-hmm. a lot. It's, it's two words, but there's a lot to go that goes into that. Whether I'm telling people to do you. Well, I tell myself to do you, like Joe, Jared, just do you. And it's kind of it's kind of the mentality that I've lived with for a long time that I don't need to pressure from anyone else to follow my own aspirations. I I'm gonna do me, I'm gonna do things at my pace, my way, and what I'm comfortable with. So I I think having that simple two word sentence as a personal model for myself has kind of shaped my mindset and kind of paved how I live, how I've lived my life. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't want water, Jim Beam Apple is always available. (laughs) 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 I'm kidding. Jared, that's, that's great, brother. That's great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for laughing. Thank you for Crying. tuning in to the Why You Laughing podcast. Thank you and for watching. Jared. And, and the High Tower Initiative podcast. <laughs> wait, wait. What, what did TJ just TJ's say? TJ's roasting right now. Thank you for rolling your eyes at Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I do that That's all what That's what now. people normally do, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yo. Good night, you savages. I love you all. Take care. Peace. Peace. Good night, boys. Night. Talk to you soon, Ethan. Yes, sir. Probably not.